Hey, good evening, peoples. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, so, just hitting you up. Then, of course, it's Friday night, so I definitely want to uh, drop my episode. <laughs> I've been busy all day. I have a lot of stuff to do, so I'm just getting into it tonight. Um, but let's start out real quick. I want to definitely uh, just hit, before I get to what I definitely want to talk about, um, I want to say that I definitely think that the whole hurrah about the uh, missing white woman, um, and I'm not going to go into a name, I really don't know it, uh, is due to there's so much other stuff going on. We've been talking about COVID, vaccine mandates, Afghanistan, um, just the you name it, uh, abortion, uh, voting bills. It's so much other stuff that's been going on. And I think they just mainly need a, they, they wanted a distraction of some sort. The Haitians uh, was a big thing. They wanted a distraction. And um, I miss a white woman, and it worked out perfect for them. Uh, gave them a chance to kind of, you know, catch their breath, um, you know, get back on track. And, you know, so they can just, it was like a, it's like a, you know, a, a two-piece snack, middle, middle of the day. Uh, so you can just, you know, ease your stomach a little bit and then get back to work. So that's the reason why I think that really blew up like it did. Because, believe it or not, I think uh, plenty of white women do go missing. And how they pick and choose which ones they're going to make it to a national spectacle, I don't know. I really don't care, honestly. Um, one thing I do care about is, uh, which I just happened to find out due to the hoorah about the missing white woman, was the uh, young man by the name of Jelani. Uh, they just had Jelani Day. And unfortunately, uh, he went missing um, and then was, you know, unfortunately was found. Uh, deceased, and this is a sad, sad situation. Uh, and I definitely hope that uh, his family finds closure in finding out what happened to him and uh, the whole situation. And so, um, I definitely hope that that you know finds uh, a real, real deserving answer uh, for Mr. Jelani. Uh, he seems to have been a great, powerful young black man, and seemed to be doing great things in his life. And just not sure, of course, how that happened. And, um, you know, many of us, uh, unfortunately, don't always make it to uh, our fullest potential uh, due to the hands of other people, whether they be whoever those other people are. We just don't, you know, those things happen. And I definitely hope they find out, you know, what happened to a young man and, you know, people are actually held responsible and whatever it is, uh, is resolved. But what I want to talk about tonight is just the um, topic that came on, it came into my attention off my tr Twitter feed, uh, where Black said what at Twitter. Um, that's the handle, Black said what on Twitter. Uh, a young lady uh, had post, made a post, I guess she, she also has a, um, a podcast, it's called Challenge the Narrative uh, with Different Voice. And um, she asked a question that states, um, reckless celebrities, over-sexualized music artists, and even criminals are hailed as being the real ones, while it's black intellectuals and any black person believing that they are not oppressed are labeled as self-hating. Why is this? And 
it really does speak volumes to a lot of things that I've always thought as an older black man uh, now. Things that I would have never thought as a young black man then. And I say that because I think that we are so in tuned as young people. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't income class doesn't matter whether you got two two parent family home doesn't really matter. And what really does matter is it's really what your mind is being filled with is what matters. And I say that because you know, being a kid, uh, you know, born in the seventies and growing up in the in the nineties, eighties and nineties. We saw so much crazy stuff that it really changed our world. And I think that we we had moved out of, you know, being in the late 70s. I think that we had moved, the world had moved out of the soul brother, you know, black power, uh, black is beautiful movement. And even though it's still relics around, once the white, uh, well, once the once the music industry saw that hip hop had legs, and saw the power of hip hop, meaning the power that it used, that it controlled people, uh, meaning that it could make hip-hop was is worse than drugs once they saw that power they capitalized on it immediately and out went any the soul brothers the 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 super soul sisters uh the black power black is beautiful out the window you go black love out the window you go we had a we had a quick little moment with uh with black hip-hop where we was able to keep, you know, some some groups together, et cetera. But outside of that, it was gone. And in comes the Tupac, the Death Row, the East Coast versus West Coast. Uh, the the I got five on it. Um, just all that, uh, just all those influences on a whole generation of new black kids, new black teenagers who had way more money and freedom than their parents ever dreamed of because their parents made it possible for them to have it. And um, our generation went from just wearing, you know, khakis and, and Eastlands and being clean because you wanted to re represent yourself beautifully. You wanted to be clean. You wanted to make sure you were fresh all the time because it meant something because as a man that's how you got the girl as a girl that's how you looked attracted to the man and that's just how it went you know what i'm saying into a world of we we hate <laughs> somebody or another we we hate women but we love women but we hate women because our homies uh, who we really need to be with? I, I didn't. I never. I don't understand it to this day how it made any sense even to me back then. But um, 
a lot of people are sitting in jail right now and sitting in prisons right now or the graveyard right now or just, you know, just in a horrible state of life right now trying to be something that didn't have to even try to be. Didn't didn't have to sell drugs. Didn't have to rob nobody. Didn't have to want to be a hoe. Didn't have none of those things. But yet, because of the influence of music, the influence of the just the generation, the the movies, all that just made them want to do those things. And because hip hop was was intoxicating, uh, rap is intoxicating. It, it is. Um, uh, you could be uh, sitting anywhere. I could be sitting anywhere, anywhere. And Jan Juice comes on. I know every single lyric. Hands down. Um, today was a good day. Every single lyric, hands down. Uh, Master P from uh, anything <laughs> from True to Master P is it's the Ice Cream Man and on through. It's it's you know it's 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 every lyric ever. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just so crazy, and we idolize everything that was wrong because everything that was wrong was making money, and it just made sense to them. And I think that it's two dynamics here, because as a young man working jobs and just hanging on older cats, um, whether it be at the liquor store or just older cats who was just like, you know, just the quote-unquote OGs or whatever, they didn't want us to be like that. They didn't. They they always wanted more for us, but we didn't want more for us because I think that with the OGs who did all this crazy stuff, they 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 sold drugs. They've been selling drugs since the seventies. They done pimped hoes. Uh, they ain't done all these things that these this, these young men are talking about. His music. They ain't done all of it, and they would see our generation. They'd be like. You ain't got to do all that, man. It's silly, you know. Uh, you know, be basically be a square. Don't be afraid of being a square, you know. And uh, you know, you should, you know, you should. That's your parents and done right by you. This another blase blase, and they try to lead us a certain way. But see, the people on on the flip side of that, and I think Snoop's a great guy. Uh, Cube, come on now, you know he's good people, but. During that time, they were getting paid a lot of money to talk about these portions of their life, and 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 only these portions of their life, because that's all that's all the the record is. X wanted to hear. They didn't want to hear nothing else that you had to offer. N.W.A. didn't start out, you know, just talking about you know killing and stuff like that. Uh, N.W.A. originally had a message to a certain extent, but you know that got wiped. They didn't want to hear about that message. They wanted to hear about, you know, nah, nah, nah. Let's shoot them up. Let's sell some drugs. Let's show them this and the other. Because that's, that's what sells. And it was selling. And it trapped a whole generation of black people and several generations of black people in poverty when we definitely should have been way out of poverty. We, you know, the, the, the black dollar has been circulating so many times for everybody else. You know, y'all know the story. I ain't got to get into all that. But 
And I think it's really deep down, it's because we don't like a boring life. And what I mean by that, especially when we're young, we don't want to, we don't want the quote unquote white life. We don't want to think of going to work, uh, you know, waking up, eating your little eggs and, and orange juice and, you know, kiss your wife, head out to work, come back home, you know, sit on the couch, watch movies and, you know, Bob and Johnny and Sue come in, hey dad, hey mom, you know, whatever. You know, that whole thing is like a nightmare. It was like a nightmare for black people. We've seen it on television. It's all that we grew up with, leave it to Beaver and all that mess. It was like, nah, it's got to be more life because we have, you know, we have style. You know, we wanted to be, everybody wanted to be, you know, Fresh Prince. We wanted to go to the to the all-white school and, and turn our jacket inside out because the inside looked way better than the outside. Uh, those are the things we want to do. But in reality, as Fresh Prince learned, <laughs> you know, when he went back to Philly <laughs> and Carlton got shot, <laughs> and he got shot, and Carlton wanted to, you know, go out and kill somebody, you know, because Carlton was from, you know, you know, all of a sudden he got tough when he got there, who knows. And that's the reality of really, that, that dynamic that played out is the reality that, that a lot of black kids went through. A lot of black kids that pulled that trigger didn't have to. But they was afraid of being boring, really. A lot of black kids who sold them drugs didn't have to. But why not? Because that's what's cool. And one thing that I think that is really underestimated in all of this is the power that, white, the power that, that women have on men. Women control men. <laughs> Heterosexual men, that is. Women uh, definitely are a great equalizer in a lot of the choices men make. And when women love a guy who looks and acts and talks and breathes and just exudes the type of attitude that, say, a Tupac does, that's what you're going to get is a whole bunch of Tupacs. It don't matter if that man, if that boy was raised in a church. It don't matter if he was raised in, in with a gold spoon. It don't know that. If them women want a Tupac, and that's what all the women are saying is cool, that's the type of guy they want. They want a thug. They want to, you know, uh, somebody who's going to call them a bitch and fuck their brains out the next day. If that's what they want. Then that's what guys are going to give them. And I, I think that, well, that's what they're going to try to become. That's what they're going to try to turn into. And I think that that's what was the record exec saw. They saw that they could sell all the depraved, all the animalistic, all the worst images possible, they could sell that to the black woman, the black girl. And the man will follow suit. See, there's a reason why the woman gets in the club for free. 
or used to anyway, back in the day when we used to, I used to go. Women would get in the club for free because she know the club know we coming. Ladies' night was for a reason. Yes, ladies' night because they in the club, we coming on in there. Because that's where the women at, right? We kind of come get them women. All the music stuff, all the depraved attitude, that was all geared towards women. Because it didn't matter what guys thought for real. No man alive had to like Tupac at all. Because women liked him. LL Cool J did not make a record for a man. He made records for women. All right, nobody wants to. Uh, no straight man is looking at L. Cool J lick his lips. It ain't happening. But this girl's over here. She's looking at L. Cool J licking his lips. And so this, so now a guy's like, man, I need to lick my lips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I need some chapstick. <laughs> that makes a big difference. And I think that that's just, and and. I almost want to say that's kind of what's going on now, too. But I think now it's gotten so far along that it's just a program that's on autopilot. And I think what it really boils down to is what is the black person's love for all the depraved things in life? That's what it boils down to. Um... The twisted reality that selling drugs, going to jail, cussing out the the uh, just just hating authority altogether, a twisted reality that says that's gonna lead you to being a better person and and just gonna take you from your rags to riches story. That's the most ignorant mindset in the world. That never happens. Never happens. And I think that, you know, people could say, well, look at Jay-Z. He sold drugs and he's a billionaire now with Beyonce. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. I don't think we really know Jay-Z's whole story either. And I'm a big time Jay-Z fan. Uh, I've loved him since 97. Uh, what was that? 96. 96. But um, it's one of those things that you know, only thing we know is he's from Marcy, and that's pretty much it. Jay Z couldn't be just a kid from Marcy and do everything he's done. He's had great guidance in his life. He's lived in Europe. Different things like different things have creeped out over over the years about Jay Z's life. It's like, oh, he speaks different languages. He ain't just the thug, drug dealing. Uh, super, you know, street guy that we see, uh, or we hear on 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 music. He's really way deeper than that, and always has been. Which is the reason why he's not the rest of his artist uh, label mates. He's not them, as in the reality. That's the reason why he is. Not only a businessman, he is a business as a man, and he is the business man and the business as a man, period. Because at some point, somewhere in his life, he's been taught, hey, 
this is how you do this. He's been able to sit back and watch. I was amazed, just learned two years ago, that he wrote um, um, the song for uh, Dr. Dre. Uh, I can't think of the song right now. But he's done so much. It was a, it was a hit. It's just been a hit. He's done so much in his life. And I think that Jay-Z is a perfect example of I'm way more than what I show you. But if you only if if you only want to see this little side of me, then that's that's what makes money. Like he one time he said he could lyrically be to to leave Kwali. But he knows I don't make money. So he chooses to be the other side of he chooses to be Hove. Because the red loves Hove. It makes sense. And so, you know, that part is how do we how do we on this side of that break out of hey I don't need to be hove in my real life I really need to be Sean Carter how do I make the moves to be Sean Carter you know how do I make the moves as Sean Carter to make you know, to make this whole, I don't know, type of story. I guess I'm getting kind of mixed up there. But long story short, you know, instead of us emulating whole, we need to emulate Sean Carter. How about that? And and that is what we don't do. We want to emulate whole. We don't even see the, we don't even see the everything that has to go into it. it, it it's, it's literally impossible to do that. Literally. Um, right now, currently, we watched a Godfather of Harlem, and it's it's pretty much a ninety percent fictional version of Bumpy Johnson's life, and I don't know everything about Ellsworth Johnson, but I think if he was all these things, we would know about it. And of course, it's fictional; it's, it's TV. But the way that they have made a villain into a hero is crazy and it's directly targeted to the black audience and the flip side of it all is he has such a good heart that he really just wants to help his people yet the doji kills your people it makes no sense and and i compare that to <laughs> watching the godfather of harlem no, the Godfather of Disco. It's the Godfather of Disco with uh, uh, Rudy Ray. And uh, he was trying to figure out who was selling the whack, <laughs> who was selling the doogie, uh the angel dust, so that he could, so he could go and, you know, uh, karate kick him out of business, basically. Him and his him and his homie, and uh, that's how that's what he was doing because his little cousin, who was supposed to be in the NBA, got hooked on the angel dust and went crazy, you know, and it, and it was completely. And this is a movie from the seventies versus a uh, a TV show series today, where the black hero, even though he looked like a complete clown, was going out to 
actually help the community. And, you know, of course, he had to fight his people in his community to try to help his community. Versus now, the the hero is the actual villain killing the community. And instead of us looking at it from the point of view that it actually is, where, you know, Bumpy is the villain all day long. And even Malcolm X tells them this, you know, in, in the fictional role of Malcolm X in this show. Uh, he tells them this, basically. And Bumpy, for, his, for lack of even wanting to, can, cannot see that because, you know, it, it, it pays for his apartment, you know, and, and it helps people and work under his organization, etc. And I just don't get why we, as black people, don't see this as fictional instead of seeing this as something to aspire to. Um, we should not be wanting to aspire to be like Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson had nothing. Even in this show, I, and this is one thing that I don't even get, like, in this show, he has no freedom. He can't do anything. He can't just stop and get, take a vacation. He can't just, you know, take all his money up and go buy a house somewhere. He can't do none of this. His whole hustle is keeping the hustle going. That's way more work than it's worth. A lot of people I know, or a lot of people I have known in the past who've been in any of those type of um, lifestyles did not enjoy their life. And it is, it is such a treacherous thing to have that monkey on your back all the time. And it really doesn't make sense. See, that's why if, you, if you're if trying to be Hove and you're thinking like Hove, you will never understand the greatness of a Sean Carter. Because a Sean Carter to you would be a somebody acting white. <laughs> Which is the ignorant type of mindset that we have when you think about trying to be successful the quote-unquote right way which may not always be the most moral way. But legality and morality are two things that are not synonymous with each other. There's a lot of things that are legal that are not moral. And vice versa. There's a lot of things that are moral that may be legal. You maybe think you're morally doing the right thing, but you could be actually breaking the law. And uh, people have to understand that. And I think we get caught up in the terms of, you know, if you think of being a, living a moral life is a boring life because, yeah, you, you know, you're married to your wife and you don't got 20 hoes and you ain't out here trying to kill the club and all type of stuff. And you ain't, you know, just trying to be just, you know, this, this fur, this chinchilla fur worn, you know, um, thousand dollar sunglasses. Dude, all the time, your life is boring. Or if you ain't the chick who's hanging off the arm of that guy, your life is boring. But at the end of the day, they really have nothing to show for it. Honestly. You know, um, I look at these reality show people, they ain't got nothing. They may have a few, you know, now nah, they ain't got nothing. I, I, I don't think. they. Their hustle is a reality TV show. 
the people who got something is the people who's who owns that show. So they quote unquote don't want to work, but they still working. <laughs> and it is just one of those things. It's like how stupid how stupid is that? And why do people look up to that? I don't know. I think the people think their lives are so bad and these people are having so much fun that they don't, you know, and they just they just they need that in their life. And they realize they don't realize that's just a depraved life to even have. All right, back. So one of the biggest things I think that we have to understand is, again, we are definitely not even enough to fall in love with the fictionalized stuff that we see on TV and stuff like that, and not the reality of somebody's life. Like, the Bobby Johnson situation to me is like one of the worst examples of just not even, not even just be naive. Um, they've made Bumpy Johnson out to be like this super stand-up leader, etc., which is pretty much all fiction. And one of the things people have to understand is, I have enough common sense to understand this fiction because I can read his Wikipedia. <laughs> and it just, you know, I've seen the original Lawrence Fishburne uh, movie when he played Bumpy Johnson, which was, you know, probably closer to his real life than this Godfather Harlem thing would ever be. But you have people nowadays, and I say people meaning 20s, 30s, teenagers though. That's, I don't want to call older people ignorant. Let's say the young people um, who would look at something like the Godfather Harlem and think that's a reality. You know, um, they don't even understand that Bumpy Johnson served time, got out of jail, ended up dying but five years later, uh, having a heart attack, uh, eating a chicken leg, some hominy grits. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not greatness, man. <laughs> that's not greatness at all. And they live for the 15 minutes of fame. And it's just pathetic, honestly. I had a friend of mine um, who was just a guy who was just all about the business. And I mean legal business. But being where he's being from where he's from, I I asked him one time, just, you know, man to man. Hey man, we you know the dirt. You know what I'm saying? What is you know what did he get into? And uh, he said nothing. And I said cool because you know I'm a pretty square cat too. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't mess around too much. But what he told me, what he told me made the most sense, and it made sense to me instantly because it's one of the same thoughts I had back in the day too. Um, he said, man, look. I can make the same amount of money at a job legally than I would make in the streets illegally. And I have another stress. And it just, he's younger than me. And I just, it just really, it really blew my mind to hear him say that. Because, yeah, that's common sense. <laughs> like, like that is common sense. And I, and I think I've never known, I've always worked. And, you know, I would, came from a blue collar home uh and um 
we had our they had their own you know problems or whatever but we stressed the you know you you earn your own pay you earn your own money um you know self responsibility independence reliability you know that that's what makes a man and um it's just one of those things it's like you can't i i think we've got in an era of men who want to live a fairy tale life because women want a fairy tale man and we've got to understand again i'll I'll reiterate this reiterate this so many times black men especially and i think maybe it has to do with the love for our mothers our grandmothers i don't know but we definitely care about what women care about we care about the things that make women want to be involved with a man and if if Tupac would have came out talking about I read books I made honor roll I've been to Juilliard um I love to act sing dance um if that would have been the Tupac he would have came out and did that and women would have been like I love him guys would be trying to get in a Juilliard Right now, to this day, you know, black men, Juilliard would have had a um, in 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 dance schools and all. They would have had an influx of black men. Uh, They wouldn't know what to do with them. Uh, If Tupac would have been like instead of being a gangster, if he would have been a ballet dancer, and and someone another ballet came on and girls were like, oh my god, I love Tupac because he can dance. He loves ballet. Black black men would be wearing tutus. <laughs> They'd be trying to do all they possibly could do because you know on Tuesday it might have been like nah that's 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 soft bro that's gay. But if she would say if Tupac did it and Tupac had all the girls, guess what? Bros would have been like you know what? Nah man you crazy. I'm I'm gonna get this tutu and I'm gonna do this ballet because that's what the women are, and and that's the bottom line. Now leading back to what I was talking about the. The, the reckless celebrities over-sexualizing, you're making heroes out of villains. I think that men have not been men. And I think that black women have been looking for this fantasy guy for so long that leads men to be wanting to be that fantasy guy. And unfortunately, that fantasy guy is the worst version of a man you possibly can be. And it doesn't matter how much a woman says, I don't want a guy like this. They all love a guy like that. That's fact. Um, you ain't even got to really be tough at all. To act tough long enough for a girl to say he tough and you get the draws. And that's really all that matters. Now, when you get your jaw broke by a cat who is tough, uh, you know, that's that's gonna suck. But if you already got the draws anyway, you straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got the draws though. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that's really what it boils down to. And a lot of this, a, a lot of the, a lot of the images we see, and and I and I ain't trying to just and I don't take me wrong. I ain't blaming all the black women to say it's like they fault. But if we could get black women 
to want more as a whole, the black man will follow. And I know you probably thinking, but you you're strong. You say you're a strong black man. And what do you mean? You know, what I'm telling you is a black woman leads the world. Period. Point blank. Black women lead the world. If we if if black women get off TikTok making ignorant videos and shaking their ass all day long, um they they want if they if they stop all that. And they really just, and don't get me wrong, some, some black men, they're gonna, they still gonna mess around on the other side of all the sides. It is what it is. Lie them off. But if, if a lot of black women just got on, got on board of saying, hey, you know, this is what I want. This is what I want man to be. You need to be this. A lot of black men will get in line because we know, I mean, if you straight, then, you you know you want that woman, and you want to change everything to get her. It just is what it is. A lot of black women settle for losers, and they don't understand that. They are settling for losers. They don't have to have a loser. And a lot of black men don't even have to be losers. I, a lot of them don't even want to be losers, but they get some women, so it works, and so they they're fine with being a loser because they don't have to change. And and I think that I think if people would demand more, we would get more. And that's the bottom line. If if black women demanded men be better, we'd have a whole better line of men, which would lead to a better race of people. And that is how we change. We can we can get a we we can we can get away from the the everybody want to be Bumpy Johnsons. We can get away from that. We really can. If if the mamies of the world would be like, you know what, Bumpy, I don't want you no more, and put him out, <laughs> he got to change, you know. Or he can go with the white chick. I mean, you know, he could do that. Some of them will do that. But see, a lot of them, a lot of them that was doing that back in the day, they was doing that stuff because the white girl didn't want no no Tupac. They wanted they wanted Bob, and that dude knew he wasn't no Tupac, so. He just settled for he settled he you want him been by, and I think that's one of the things that you know they do now. You know you you got to you got to find your place in that situation. But honestly, I don't think that the black race overall wants to be the worst of the worst. Um, I'm a firm believer that we are the greatest race on this planet. And that and, and that incorporates all the countries that we embody when I say race. And the Haitians that was getting uh assaulted by the horses and whipped at the horse reins in the Del Rio River, they're black. And I think that's one of the things people have got to understand. Um we have to want more for all of us. More so than just some of us. We are not a deprived race at all. But unfortunately, we've been taught that depravity is what's fun. And that's what we that's what we that's what we just lean towards. Instead of smiling in the picture, 
Y'all rather put the middle finger up. You're beautiful. But you'd rather put up a sign that says, you know, disgust to other people. That I don't like you versus smiling just being as beautiful as you can be. And even though reality, you really want somebody to call you beautiful. You want somebody to say you handsome. You want somebody to say you're gorgeous. But yet, you feel like it's cooler if I if I if I show them I don't care about them first. It's cooler if I just, you know, insult them first and they'll laugh. <laughs> and people do. And and we we will never and you know, I always I'm optimistic for our people. But if people don't if if black women don't get to a point where they they sick and tired of the BS and they sick and tired of, you know, seeing our, our, our kids kill each other. They sick and tired of watching the news about that stuff. The black man will never get on point to be a leader. Never. And that's just facts. Um, black men been been winning for a long time. As long as they stay in line. A black man ain't got to do nothing to win but stay in line. If he can do that, he can win. And so um, that's what they do. Uh, a lot of them, they understand that, that philosophy. If I, if I stay in line, as long as I don't try to, you know, act like um, anything outside of the ordinary, I'm good. And I say, when I say stay in line, I don't mean just the, uh, the black Republicans of the world. I'm not talking about just those. I'm talking about even the black men who... When I like they woke, they stand in line because they they doing what they think the woman wants them to do. Really, they might not agree with none of that mess, but because they know because they woman wants they woman wants them to, you know, she's quoting these lines and and she's like, yeah, you know, so they they like, okay, yeah, that's wrong. They don't really believe none of that mess. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you something: you can't be somebody who goes to work every single day. Supports your family. Enjoys your kids. And on the flip side of that, make excuses for somebody who does not do any of that stuff. That's not that's not reality. But that's that's the re- but that is the the false sense of reality that we are living with now. That goes on. That goes. That that's part of being a reckless celebrity, because the reckless celebrities that we have will stand up in front of your face and tell you that you don't matter, and that you should fight the system. When they bow down to the system every single day to make sure they get paid, they bow down to the system to make sure that they stay relevant. They make sure they don't get canceled. They make sure they don't shake no waves that may rock their boat. And but they'll tell you, oh, you gotta be woke, man. That's a complete lie. Because that's being sleep. 
you up here talking about Black Lives Matter, you got a lot of time on your hands to do all this stuff. You're not doing what you need to be doing for yourself, which is taking care of your family and setting yourself up for a better situation. Because they, they leading you, running your circles. And that's one of the things that's just another part of that being naive that we got going on. Uh, anytime somebody has you thinking that going to work, paying your bills, taking care of your family is anything other than honorable, it is less than you ignorant for even listening to that whole conversation. And I don't care what it is you do, honestly. If it's if it's legal, <laughs> I don't care if you're a stripper. I don't care if you got OnlyFans channel. I don't care if you're a full-blown-out porn star. It don't make no sense to me. I, it don't make no difference to me. I don't care what you do. If you paying your bills and you ain't hurting nobody else and it's legal work, you can pay your taxes, etc. and ain't nobody coming to lock you up for it, you keep on doing it. Explain to your kids why you're doing it. Don't let, don't, don't let them be ashamed of you. Explain to them why you're doing it. Let them understand, hey, you're doing these things to, you know, to take care of, to take care of them. Make sure they got food on their table. Make sure they got shoes on their feet, a roof over their head. Then, you know, they should, they should, at that point, they should understand, okay, that's just a job. I don't make, they don't make my mother no more, no more than, no less than. I make my father no more than, no less than. The father they were before, I knew what they did. But that's not the same as, as selling drugs on ignorant stuff that you seeing on Godfather Harlem or Helen uh, or the 50 Cent show um, <laughs> Power or the Power spinoffs uh, completely 100% just foolishness. Uh, for one, you ain't run across the town that much. <laughs> that fast and making it back to class. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, that that's just a complete foolish type of reality. Uh, this night, you know, it's basically living in a metaverse. It's, it's, complete, it's 100% fiction. But you have rappers who are talking like they live in those lives, and they're not. It's impossible to. Honestly, I don't even see with with the technology and everything that the police got now. You'd have to be selling drugs just to become a rapper. Like your your you would be your whole goal is to sell drugs so you can become a rapper or a YouTube sensation or something to be famous. Because it, selling drugs is, as Whitney said, crack is whack to a certain extent. It's just, it's, it's, it's ignorant. Literally, ignorant. You must be trying to go to jail so you can get some street cred to release a rap album or something. That's the only thing I can even think of. Because, hell, weed is going to be legal pretty much everywhere pretty soon. So, that's gone. Um, the way fentanyl is killing everybody, and it might not be a good thing to want to get into, because that's a guaranteed case. And black people have beat the crack epidemic for the most part. So you got opioids, they put, they come out to the white people for that. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's a little different. Now I guess the game now is just, I don't know if people hit me in or what they're doing, but, and it got different. It don't make no sense to be illegal, honestly. It don't make no sense to be 
do anything that's illegal. And I think that black people just need to look at that stuff and realize, you know, it's it's just stupid. <laughs> the younger me, I know, would, would, wouldn't even, wouldn't have no idea to even want to do anything else other than something stupid. You know, until he had an idea not to. And that's how it goes, because of the images that I was taking in. Um, and we're not oppressed. Um, and I think we need people to understand, if someone can get on the stage and tell you that you're oppressed, the only question you need to ask that person is, how did you make it there? If someone can, can if it's almost like LeBron James, which I love, which who, who I, I love LeBron, I love everything he stands for. And so don't get this wrong. But what I'm saying is, LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world. If LeBron James was to stand on stage and tell a kid who's dribbling the ball, hey, kid, you're trash, you'll never be great because you're black. If that's, if, if, if that's what he said, if he said, because you're black, you can never be a great basketball player. And that kid believed that, that kid is not being led correctly. That kid's first question should be immediately, how did you become the best basketball player in the world? Because you're black. And with that same mindset, that's the same question we should be asking every single woke politician. Uh, I mean, woke person. Everybody who's talking about, um, we're so oppressed. How are you oppressed? You're able to tell me that you're oppressed right now, which lets me know there's no oppression at all. Slaves couldn't tell us, they couldn't come out and say they was oppressed. They would have been beat and punished. <laughs> he couldn't come out and say you're oppressed. Everybody's saying you can't vote. Why can't you vote? If you check all the boxes, you should be able to vote anytime you want to when there's an election. If, you, if you're if you a convict, well, maybe you can't. But if you're not, you have an ID of some sort that has a picture on it. If, you have an, if, you know, if you're in a state that even has a picture ID law, you know, the 35 do if you if you're not one of those 35 then you know i don't know what the guidelines are but you should still be able to vote um when people say stuff like uh you know no one cares about you you gotta care about yourself you can't you can't sit around here asking somebody to love you you can't sit around asking somebody to to want to be there for you you got to do those things for yourself and when people see that some will jump on board some won't you gotta recognize that people don't love you you know, it's pretty obvious, honestly. And um, there's nothing wrong with being smart. Because guess what? Black dummies don't make it nowhere. Black smart people made it everywhere. There's books and books and books filled with black geniuses in it. Back when we could not read, uh, we, when, when reading was illegal, black people, you know, fought to read. Now, they want to tell you that you're acting white for trying to be smart. George Washington Carver was castrated. It didn't castrate his brain, though. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things. You got uh, Percy LeVon Julian. You got, uh, let's throw some names out there other than, you know, the, the same typicals. I'm looking at a book called Black Pioneers of Science and Invention. Benjamin Banneker, Norbert Relu, Jan Ernest Mexlinger, Elijah McCoy, Grenville T. Woods, 
Lewis Howard Latimer, Garrett A. Morgan. Those are just inventors. And this book was written in, this is an old book, 1970. Copyright. And these are just inventors. This is just six of, where's one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight inventors alone. <laughs> they have changed the face of the world that are black. Lloyd A. Hall, Ernest Everett Just, Daniel Hill Williams, Lewis Tompkins Wright, Charles Richard Drew. Scientist. Okay? This is written back in, again, 1970 is the first copyright for this book. These guys, dates of birth, go back to the 1790s. We've been with it. Alright? So, we, if, if we think about it from that point of view, some of them grew up, couldn't even, weren't even supposed to be reading. But they did. And it made so much more. Some, of, some, some black inventors were slaves. It might have been illiterate. But they knew their job and how to improve it. Think about that. We have no excuse for being illiterate now. We have no excuse for wanting to act illiterate, which is a, it's an act. For one, act like we can't speak English. It's an act for acting like we need ebonics, acting like we need second class grading. Uh, we need a, a second, you know, a second grading tier for us because we can't do what they do. We black people put people on the moon. Y'all seen the movie? <laughs> Y'all love the movie. They were black women. They sent Neil Armstrong to the moon. Why wouldn't we want to emulate that? But see, they don't put that in the music. They don't. They only want to put it on a in a movie. Occasionally, they feel like, you know, yeah, we'll let the black people have something today. But see, we need to stop asking for the the, the horrible trash music. I, the music is trash anyway. It, the music that we listen to, I don't even, I can't say we listen, I don't listen to it. But the music that's out there for, for black people's ears on the black charts is trash. All the rap singing. Uh, saying the same old stuff, the kill, 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 um, is ridiculous. Um, so many people got ops nowadays, and I don't even know what the ops is. I'm guessing it's short for opposition, maybe. I guess it will, I, obviously it's the enemy is who the ops is. And then I said, how do you have so many enemies? <laughs> like, like how do you? I never, I still don't understand that. Like, how you have so many enemies though? And you know. It's ridiculous. But um, once we stop lusting for the worst case scenarios in life, our race can do something. But it's a choice that we choose willingly. And that's pretty much the bottom line. I think we need a black woman, unfortunately, as usual, is not to lead us out of this. As they demand, the black man will go. Trust me. As the black woman demands and leads, the black man will follow. Even though it may look like he's leading. 
but he'll actually he'll follow. And that's when we get us out of this mess. All right, so uh, I did a lot of talking. Um, I thought I was going to try to stay on target. I did not. Uh, I was kind of all over the place. That's cool, though. Uh, if you listen to this, I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Please leave a comment. Hit me up on Twitter at uh, Black Said What. That's uh, my handle on Twitter. Uh, you can definitely um, hit me on BlackSaid.com. That's BlackSaid.com. Uh, or just leave me a, a message here. Either way, uh, I will definitely get back to you, and um, we can, you know, chat about these things. So that's it. I'm out.